This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Lost Light Season 2, Lost and Furious. Welcome to Lost Light. Um, uh, we're, we're calling ourselves a completionist quest podcast uh, where we... We go through the entirety of a, a library, um, working our way through the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, I know it's been a while. It's been about two months since uh, since we talked about Fast and Furious 6, uh, but we were here with um, Furious 7 hmm. is the, the official title here. Um, uh, joining me as always, Caleb. Uh, yes, Jim. Um, happy to be here. We are a completionist podcast. We offer you to come complete yourself with us. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Fast or Furious Seven, man. Wow. Yeah, Furious Seven. Um, but before we get before we get into that movie, um, what what's what's been uh, what's been going on with you, Caleb? I um, guess. Hey. Uh, but what's going on with us? Uh, we went to Revolution. We recorded that uh, the Revolution preview episode, and then we went down. Uh, we met with some of our friends. Uh, we saw this Batman movie. We went to Revolution, and uh, we had a great time. Boy, did we! Um, yeah, we we recorded. Um the prediction podcast. And then we had all these plans. We were going to do a, an after show or, you know, an after show yeah. or at least and then, then we were going to do the dynamite the next week. We were going to record fast seven, furious seven, whichever one. And, um, we, we saw the Batman and we saw revolution with our friends and we thought about just hanging it all up, you know, <laughs> um, we, we thought that was, that was the end of it for us because we, we just, it couldn't get any better. So that was a, that was a great weekend. Um, Great to see the, see the guys, but also you know um, the Batman, that was incredible um, it, on a giant, super loud IMAX uh, situation. It was so loud. It was like I was wondering if they had speakers in the seats because I felt like rumbling. I, I didn't know if like it was it was it was loud in there. Yeah, um, <laughs> terrific movie, uh, terrific weekend, um, revolution. Man, me, me and Jim sat right next to each other. He sat on my left. Yeah. I was on his right. Uh, great entertainment by <laughs> the wrestlers. And also we had some pretty <laughs> entertaining fans among us. Yep. Uh, uh, so yeah. That poor fellow. Yeah, like it, kind of what you, I think what you'd expect from a wrestling crowd. Um, every, everywhere from uh, your awkward recent high school grads to uh, people who don't know uh, their alcohol limits uh, to people who you know maybe don't spend a lot of time outside of their home, so they go a little hard. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a great time. Um, you know, I think the for, for people who uh, listened to the preview episode, we kind of we were at, at least I was, and maybe Caleb, you would try and lift me up. But I was pretty down on the whole um, Andrade. Uh, Sting oh. Darby match. We were like, this is this feels kind of like fluff. Like they're just kind of pushing something on us. Uh, but man, t- that 
that delivered. That match delivered in spades for me. We we that was all of our both of our like uh, least look forward to match. We we I mean we we like Andrade, uh, Darby and Sammy, but we didn't really care about the rest of them. Uh, I mean Sting, but we knew Sting. You know, Sting isn't supposed to be doing what he did at Revolution. <laughs> Sting is supposed to do some stinger splashes, get hit in the head and fall down, lay down for, you know, 15 minutes, and then come in and probably hit a scorpion death drop to get the pin. This dude's jumping off of balconies. Into tape, multiple tables. Multiple tables. Um, Yeah, that that balcony that he jumped off of was what, like 10 yards from us? Oh, man. We saw him jump. We 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 couldn't obviously see what was going on underneath. We were so close that we couldn't see what was happening underneath. We had to look at the the jumbotron to sort of see the table situation. But we 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 were left to our imagination of the damage <laughs> done to Sting's sixty three year old body when he jumped off that balcony. We we didn't know until he got until he crawled to the ring. A few minutes yeah, later, we didn't that know he was still alive. Yeah, that he was still with us. And uh, that. I mean, the venue was super tiny as well mm-hmm. for a pay per view that size. Like they, they, it was so small they couldn't have proper uh, uh, fireworks. They only had like four flamethrowery or eight flamethrowery doodads. Like, you know, I didn't even pay attention to the to the fireworks. I mean, but that's that's true. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of pyro. Yeah, which um, yeah the. Uh, the, the arena that I saw Dynamite in, and um, we're going back to Dynamite later next month in Boston, that arena is bigger than the arena that they, they had this Revolution pay-per-view in. And that, to me, you know, our, our friend Fam was saying, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, uh, if I could do, he was thinking, like, maybe he hangs it up. He never attends another live wrestling match, because this could be the pinnacle of his, his wrestling uh, attendance. Yeah, I see what you did there, but um, yeah, I, I did hear him saying that. And I'll tell you this: the all the great action in the ring, and, and the, it was a great show. The best part of the show to me was uh, our friend Danny, who's not a, a super big wrestling fan. He he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he knows stuff from from back in the day, and you know, uh, but I don't believe he follows along weekly and, and everything. So, but just seeing his reaction to some of this stuff as like a, I mean, he wasn't there to to poo poo it or anything. He he, he was into it. But uh, he was like, you know, when a, when a big move would happen, he would genuinely like, oh, I would see, oh, or, you know, and uh, and you know, he 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 loves Sting, and uh, he certainly he was a mark. He was a big mark uh, for yeah. Sting in there. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. There's definitely something to be said for uh, like, eh, you know, this this wrestling, whatever. And then you sort of see it in person. You're like, oh wait, no, this is like. This is really real stuff, and like this is actually happening. Um, but yeah, cause my my uh, my sister sort of was in the same boat. Um, convinced her to go to uh, I don't remember which pay per view was in, out in the Twin Cities, uh, but convinced her to go to the pre show. She was like, "Oh wow, yeah, like I've seen this stuff on TV, but like in person, this is wild." Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about another? Actually, I just thought of this another great match that I did. I mean, I did not expect it to be as good as it was. It was on mm-hmm. the it was on the pre show, the the buy in, um, the House of Black match. Oh. They tore the house down, man, and it was a pre. And they did a. Um, I don't even know if if people know this uh, that weren't really there, but um, during the pre show, uh, I think right before that last match, 
uh, a match finishes, and then Kenny Omega's music hits. Oh. And, man, that place went wild. And then out <laughs> comes Don Callis to tell us that we sucked because we were the ones that broke Kenny's body down. Uh, <laughs> so that was a great sort of right at the beginning. like Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, nobody expected Kenny Omega to come out and do uh, anything huge for the pre-show. You know, nobody expected him to wrestle a match in a pre-show. It no. would have been crazy. But just him to come down there and cut a promo, I would have been really cool. I mean, or, or even just say thanks for coming out. You know, not even cutting a hard promo, but like, we love the fans, blah, 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 something, something. Yeah. Uh, and, and we all would have uh, been beside ourselves uh, for something like that. Oh man, for creepy Don Callis to come out, yeah. Just like if you if you're trying to make yourself be a heel, that 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 made me hate 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 the Don Callis character mm. again. Absolutely, yeah. Um, really good show all around. There, I mean, really really hard to find the weak points in it. Um, but it was long. I'll say that. Yeah. But that's that's wrestling shows now in today's day and age. So, yeah, I, get, I mean, you get your money's worth. So, yeah. um, the one thing that I, you know, I'll have to, I don't know if there's a secret that I don't know about, but man, my voice uh, started to go like halfway through. Hmm. So I don't know if that's like I need to pace myself, uh, not not get hooting and hollering at the pre-show matches, or if I need to take some sort of a, a throat. Lozenge or something. I don't know. Throat aid. Um, <laughs> you know whose voice wasn't giving them any problems? The guy that was sitting directly behind us that was the loudest yeller in the building. He started. Oh. He, he single-handedly started a lot of those chants that <laughs> that were done. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we were under we were under an overhang, so it it, it just acted like a an amplifier mm-hmm. uh, for his voice. Uh, at one point, that he had another uh, a friend sitting next to him, who they the two of them just were lighting it up. Yeah, but yeah, it was a it was a great time. Um, the Batman, you want to you want to talk about that? Yeah. At all? Uh, yeah what did what did you think? Oh, I number one. Um, I am so glad that we got a Batman movie that didn't beat us over the head with the origin story. Yeah. Like that is so, that's something that Marvel figured out like ten years ago, and DC has just slowly been walking up to that line of like nobody. You don't need to over-explain everything. Like if you want to do a little something, fine. But you don't need to spend the first thirty minutes of the movie telling me the story of uh, the Wayne family being rich and, and getting killed, uh, going to see a movie, and and all that stuff. No. And and her pearls, yeah. Don't forget the pearls bouncing down the street and rolling around in them. And then the uh, the criminal running away cowardly after seeing what he has done. And I'm just like, Ugh, get. And then seeing that he, I shall become a bat. <laughs> um. So yeah. So immediately they they just hit us hard with uh, you know setting up the dirty grimy. Uh, Gotham, and I kept waiting for them to do a little something, like a little more backstory, but they didn't. They just kept going. 
and they kind of were like, you know, was it we're we're hitting the, the pedal to the metal, but like we're we're accelerating into this story, and we're we're just gonna get into it for you. Yeah, uh, I mean, they it starts off uh, as soon as you see Batman, like he's full on. He's Batman. He's been Batman for a couple years, and he's mm-hmm. he's just um, there's no Bruce Wayne element to him, except for when it suits the Batman's purpose, um, right. the Batman's needs. Um, I mean, and that's always a little cliche if you read Batman comics and stuff. And, and uh, but I thought it was really well done. And you, you talk about the origin story; they actually change in the little bit that they gave you. They actually changed his origin. It was crazy, and they still didn't. You know. That they were changing mm-hmm. his origin. I mean, not not big changes, but you know, instead of being a doctor, uh, his father was a politician. Um, yeah. I don't know if that stuff about um, his father's dealings with uh, with some of the the underworld is like canon. Um, and so, I, I I love the movie, um, the Penguin, uh, oh. Colin Farrell. My goodness, Colin Farrell, he did that. Uh, that I don't even know how you uh, like sign up for a role like that and be like, "Hey, so Colin Farrell, you're a, a pretty well-known actor. People know who you are. We're gonna layer you down with so much makeup, yeah, that nobody will be able to tell who you are until they see the credits." And it's like, "Yes, I want to be involved." He doesn't look like Colin Farrell in the slightest. <laughs> Even sometimes when they do that, you can still see it in the eyes or, you know, or right. whatever. But no, uh, it might be that scar that, that, that he had or whatever. But, man, he, he was so good. He was, so, I mean, he he wasn't even Penguin. He was he was Al Capone, you know, or yeah, in, in Gotham. I mean, there was no, like, he wasn't, like, deformed with an eating, you know, raw fish <laughs> like uh, Danny DeVito. Um Waddling around with, uh, you know, three fingers. And that's that's kind of the thing about the the Penguin character. You know, he started off all goofy doing whatever Penguin gags he was doing. But now, now in, like, comics and for a long time, he's he's been, like, a criminal. Like, a criminal bo- a mob boss. Yeah. And, like, this one, I could, I could be the, I could get with that. Like, oh, man, the mob boss, his nickname's the Penguin. But, you know, he's a bad, bad dude. I wouldn't be scared of the penguin, you know, that you see in some of the goofier <laughs> aspects of him. So um, I believe that he was a mob umbrellas boss. Umbrellas and the rubber ducks and yeah. all that. Um, I believe that he was a mob boss in this. Uh, I'm going to tell you one thing that bothered me about this movie. And it, it was something that after I kind of sat with it, it, it's come to me. All right. And, and just for the record, uh, Caleb, you have seen this movie twice now. So your your analysis is a little, little bit deeper than mine, mm-hmm. uh, having seen it once in a out-of-control IMAX, uh, where I was almost, you know, <laughs> blown into my seat uh, every time there was a, an explosion or a, a loud techno scene. Excuse me? What was going on down at your... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I have seen it twice. So yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about it a little bit more. Um, but okay, the Joker scene at the end, right? Mm. We 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 all kind of agree. I, I think all our group kind of agreed that we didn't really like that. Um, didn't really need to be in there. Um, Joker, you know, we we wish they they'd hold off on Joker for a little while, you know. Yeah, Joker could never be on screen again, and I think we everyone would be okay with it because Heath Ledger, you know, he he did a great job. So. Yeah, we didn't really like that Joker was in it, but fine. But then they come out with this um, deleted scene 
which the deleted scene ruins the movie. Um, and I'll tell you why. It, just the scene that we got in the movie, Joker doesn't mention that Batman was the one that put him in there. He's just a crazy right. guy in, a, in an asylum. Yeah. In the deleted scene, you find out that Batman has a history, in a, and I, I haven't watched the deleted scene, but I, I don't know if it if it's explicitly stated that Batman caught Joker, and that's why he's in Arkham, um, I would assume. But if he's already fought the Joker, then he should be way more, for like, if you if he's beaten the Joker, then he's like Justice League level Batman, instead yeah. of Batman that's beaten up you know uh, gangs for, for uh, that gang was gonna was gonna tune that one all all that dude was gonna get punched in the face at the beginning of the movie <laughs> they were gonna knock that that guy out like yeah unfortunate for him but they weren't like gonna cut his legs off or something they were like knock him out knock that guy out right now to be in our gang and yeah. and Batman beat the s out of these guys uh, so he was just really like he seemed way street level which was fine you know that's a that, I mean right. that's what they're going for. And it seemed like this Riddler that he got was the escalation that happens, you know, because he escalated to become Batman and then all the crazies came out, the Joker and Riddlers and, and two faces and all. So mm-hmm. uh, if he's already beaten the Joker, then I feel like he should be far, far along uh, as being, you know, than he was. Yeah, certainly are. Our expectations for what the Joker is, right? Like, you know, maybe this is, maybe right. he beat like year zero Joker, but then what is, yeah, then you have to give us a ton more context into what that is and not just this one deleted scene. Uh, yeah, I want it, what they, did they actually publish it like officially or did it leak? I don't remember, but like it was on Twitter. Yeah. And I pulled it up on my phone and I was like, Oh, I can't watch this on my phone. This is garbage. And then I stopped. So I haven't gone back to see it. But yeah, I haven't watched it either. Just because I, I, I knew it was out there. I read that. Read the night we we watched it. I read that there was a deleted scene mm-hmm. with the Joker. Um, but then that that second viewing really kind of soured me even further on the whole Joker being in the movie. Uh, so I haven't watched that scene. Yeah, the Joker is totally not necessary. Um, like the only people that would benefit from it are the the people who are so uh just like extremely light Batman fans to just give them a that like piece of like oh no this is this is the the same Batman that I I know from uh cartoons or other uh DC movies but you don't, I don't think you need that. I don't think you need it at all. I mean, if they go, if they make this into a trilogy or even just an, another one, a sequel, um, and like Riddler's not used again, he's he's not coming back, and Joker doesn't right. come back. Yep. Um, except for maybe whoever the next villain is, you know, um, whoever, whatever, Two Face. Uh, and then when he gets put in Arkham, maybe you have a little scene similar to this where he bumps into the Riddler or he gets, a, you know, just to see that, okay, there's a, ho- a lot of crazy people in Arkham Asylum. But if it, if it like, never comes back up and it that was just, like, a, a Easter egg for fans, mm. um, then I would I think I'll, I'll be fine with it later, you know. But if Joker's the next villain in the, in the next movie, like, I've got a little bit of reservations about that, even though this movie was phenomenal. All right, Caleb. Let me let me sell you on a hypothetical. Okay. So three. So we get a trilogy. We get a trilogy of Batman movies. Um, second movie, um, the Batman does 
he goes back to Arkham again to talk to the Joker and be like, ah, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Give me information, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, maybe it's Poison Ivy. Who knows uh, who the main villain is? Uh, somebody else. Third movie um, starts up and it's, uh, you know, another villain. Everything seems normal. Second half of the movie comes around. Joker has been in Arkham Asylum sort of running the show from behind the scenes the whole time. I mean, if you're giving me Batman Arkham Asylum, if, if, this, if this is all leading to Batman Arkham Asylum, like the Marvel movies led to the, you know, in Infinity mm-hmm. War, well then, yeah, I mean, then I have a different, then that would change my my previous <laughs> answer. Yeah, I mean, if that's the, the, the end goal... That that sounds really dope, um, but I just mean if if the Joker breaks out of Arkham and just wreaks havoc on the city, like. But yeah, that's a different Joker story that I would I would love to see. <laughs> you're you're really you're right about that. All right, well enough enough about hypothetical uh, movies, uh, Caleb. I think we're we're burning tape here. I was just gonna say that the Batman also like reawakened my love for comics. We we also um, you know Jim and I are oh. friends and we we hang out and we hung out. In Orlando, we went to a couple different comic book sh- stores yep. and um, bought a couple things. But um, I've been back on on I've been back reading a little bit. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah. So uh, I was going to talk about that, but yeah, we're, we're definitely burning tape. This tape deck right. tape isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't want tape deck legal down our throats no. with the the no. length of this episode. Lord. Um. Oh, yeah, so Furious 7, the seventh uh, piece of this uh, franchise. Um, Caleb, can you give me, a, give me our tr- copyright Caleb synopsis? Um, Jim, you think I could <laughs> synopsize this movie quickly? Uh, I mean... Do we even need to do synopsis for these movies any, anymore? I mean, we know the character. Uh, all right. It starts off. Um, they, they, they've been living happily since since they were able to come back to America. Brian mm-hmm. and is is doing the father thing. And then uh, we, we know that Han was, was killed by uh, Owen Shaw's or by uh, the brother of the guy from the movie before. Um, right. Jason Statham, he's he's the bad guy in this movie, and like the whole like the Black Ops CIA department, the Men in Black come recruit Dom Toretto, uh, mm-hmm. and and he, I mean he, he become basically this he, Dom basically became our American 007 for this movie. Um, I mean he was working with gadgets that we they've never we've never seen these guys use before. Brian's the only one with training in, in like weapons. How how, yeah. are, how is um, Roman? I mean, <laughs> this movie's wild. This movie's so wild. I, I, um, remember Fast Five and how good Fast Five was? <laughs> remember Tokyo Drift? Like how much fun we had with Tokyo Drift? I think there's a reason that we're finding we're finding the reason why um, all the other podcasts don't do completionist journeys because I mean you get to the seventh movie in a series and and. Who would have thought that it turned really into a stinker? Yeah, I. All right, I. I was entertained, uh, Caleb. I was entertained I, for the first half. I think they they had me 
Um, so for me, it's like I you have to take you have to take a huge step back from this, uh, and it's it's not even a movie. It's it's three scenes. It's th- it's three sequences uh, that they were like, we want to make a movie. We have these three sequences that we want to do. How do we how do we string them together? And the first one being that like parachute cars into the mountains and the cars oh have to have to fight a bus that's like a speed racer situation. Um, and then cars drive down the mountain, which like completely unbelievable, didn't make any sense, but uh, was entertaining. Uh, then the second sequence that they wanted us to know about was this uh, Abu Dhabi... Uh, get another UFC, a women's UFC star in to, to do a fight sequence. And, and then, then we, we, we crash a car, we fly a car between three buildings. Um, and then sort of the, the, the final one is the big, um, we're in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, we've got cars, we've got helicopters, we've got drones. Um, and we're, uh, we're passing someone off between cars uh, in a way that's interesting and novel. Yeah. Um, I, I was really entertained for like the first half. It just, mm-hmm. it got, it just jumped the shark uh, for me some, somewhere along the way. I think, I think around the time, like I kept expecting Kurt Russell to kind of like be up to something. Right. But he was like the best CIA agent in the world. Like, I mean, he got what he wanted, but he he handed what he wanted immediately over to them, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, you guys go around, and <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get it back to me, right? It's not gonna get blown up in a car and smashed or anything." Just this whole thing was about getting that that God's eye technology, um, because it was so dangerous, and then because Dom was the only one that can do it, he'll let him use the technology for a few minutes to find uh, this guy that's uh, hunting them, uh, Shaw. But he just yeah. lets him go. I thought he was gonna like pull it up on the computer and be like, "Oh man, Shaw's in. Uh, he's in your 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 living room right now, or whatever, you know." And uh, but I, I I thought he was gonna get gonna screw them somehow. You know, yeah. There was there was like no there's no twist. There was no double cross. Like the closest we got was um, the two bad guys teamed up, like. And that you could have seen that coming from a thousand miles away. No, the one, the one like attempt at a twist of a plot point lasted all of sixty seconds uh, when we thought that uh, Letty and and Riley had died in a car explosion, and then we're like, oh nope, they're not, they're not dead. Okay. The 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 the, the double cross comes on the bad guy of the film. The bad guy gets double crossed <laughs> in this in this film. He, uh, because like like you just said, the the two the other group that they had to get this God's eye technology from comes back, you know, and, and they want revenge, and apparently um, they make a deal with with Shaw, the bad guy of the film. Yep. <laughs> and th- then at the end, Shaw's f- gonna fight Dom to the death, apparently, and um, hit the the friends he made just start shooting, and, and they're like, "Well, our, our partnership's over." So, am I supposed to feel bad for for the guy that killed Han? Nah. I mean. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I loved Paul Walker's performance. Um, I was really intrigued because, you know, they had he, he didn't finish his finish filming. Right. They had to do some, you know, um, computer generated and, and like his brothers stood in as like body doubles. 
Mm-hmm. And so I would like, I kept looking at his face anytime. Like I thought I saw something weird on his face or, you know, a weird look and everything. I, I, but I thought he, he gave the best performance of the movie. Um, I, I really believed everything and that in his, you know, com- being conflicted. And, and he was just like, he was like a, a wise voice to, um, for a few of them and everything. And, and he had some really good action stuff. He got to, um, fight Tony jaw in a fit, you know, a fist fight. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he held his own and didn't, you know, it looked like he held his own. So, um, yeah, Paul Walker w- was a big one. Yeah. And, and now very much intentionally, you know, they made it, they made it Paul Walker's movie from, uh, from the intro to the, uh, to the very end. Um, the, sort of emotional send off. Yeah. The, oh man. S- super. Yeah. I, I, I did get, um, that the credit right before the credits. Um, and then they, they rolled the credits and everything, but, um, and th- that song that was playing had some good, you know, little lines about being brothers and everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. It, yeah, that, that was kind of tugging at my heartstrings there a little bit. Um, I love that, that, I mean, I love that that's the way they, they did it and didn't, you know, just, you know, Brian got, got, you know, somebody home invaded, Brian got shot or, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's how they got, you know, no. And, and, you know, even though Paul Walker tragically passed, Brian and Mia are living a happy life somewhere, you know, retired and, and raising their family. So, yep. I guess this is, this is part of like knowing that you've got a huge franchise and knowing that, um, there are people who, you know, really need you to do something, need you to do good by Paul Walker. That like, they, you know, they, they, they even pushed it heavily during the film that like, Oh yeah, no, that he doesn't, he doesn't miss the girls. He doesn't miss the cars. He misses the bullets. Right. So that it, it, it's not like, you know, it, continuing to sort of downplay the whole, uh, Paul Walker car, stuff uh just because that is and uh, you know that's how he ended up passing in real life so um yeah because yeah if, if if they had been like oh and uh paul walker's character died in a car accident yeah they they, they, they couldn't have done that right that would have just i mean they could have <laughs> that, that would have <laughs> been that would have been an, in poor taste um so yeah you know not uh, having him just like leave and go off and be happy somewhere. And it's a good, it's, it's a good, a good way to end it, um, for the character. Yeah. Unfortunately it, it, you know, uh, that, that happened, but yeah, they did, they did get, they did right by, by Paul Walker in this film. Um, trying to think of who else like really, really stood out to me. See this, this film also suffered because, you know, Paul Walker's, uh, final performance, but they, they, also killed off one of the best characters in the last, at the end of the last movie, Han. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this, and, and um, Giselle as well. Yep. Um, so, this, it, yeah. Um, that car parachute scene. <laughs> Tell me how that works. Uh, so, uh, right off the bat, um, let me just, uh, rewind because this is something that um, you know I, I've watched this um, probably more times than is healthy um, because you know it's hard to pay attention. Uh, but early on, uh, when you've got Brian O'Connor with his son, 
you know, loading yeah. him into the into the into the van. He says, "Oh, buddy, cars don't fly. Cars don't fly." Oh, the, nice catch. He did say that, and I didn't even I didn't even think of that. And so that's like you know, kind of uh, definitely uh, leading into this. He even repeats it. He yells it at Dom uh, as they're sort of going in flying that supercar into the next uh building is like cars don't fly cars don't fly uh, so oh yeah there's, there's a little bit there of like okay when, when you see that you're like all right so somebody actually like somebody was uh somebody cared a little bit about this film and putting some of these things together uh but yeah these parachutes uh i, I rewound it to try to get some sort of so, like just context um but uh number one uh they tell roman like don't worry about it the shoots are gps guided yeah the shoots are so somehow like these parachutes are in charge of or have some sort of computer control to put them on the road i mean i I don't get it. I mean, is the parachute motorized? Because otherwise, it's just a parachute, man. And it's it's <laughs> subject to the wind. <laughs> you know? I mean, when when you parachute out of a plane, I've never done it personally, but when you parachute out of a plane, I'm pretty sure if you don't if you just don't do anything and fall, right. you're not going to land right where you're supposed to land, I don't think. I think there's a little bit of like, you know, pulling it, you know, you know, mm-hmm, doing some mm-hmm. some kind of stuff. You might land in the vicinity, but those cars are going in a tree in, in the trees. Uh, yeah. On the side of that mountain, um, just Roman just fluttering around in the background in a <laughs> just, couple of those shots, just, just, just pinwheeling. Show, yeah, that shows you what happens when the, the GPS is a little off. It just uh, kind of throws you wherever. Uh, but yeah, I guess so. I guess you could make uh, you could make some arguments uh that like so these parachutes were mounted to the cars at four different points there was uh, two mounting points in the front and two mounting points in the back for these parachutes so and they, they were all obviously had some sort of a uh, uh small explosive device so that they could just uh, eject from the parachutes when they wanted to so maybe there was also some sort of motorized system as well that sort of was like all right, tug on, tug on uh, string uh, front left uh, if we're trying to go in a specific direction or tug on both strings in the back if we're, if we're trying to go forward more. I don't know. No, it was GPS. GPS did it. So that's, uh, <laughs> they told us in the movie. We, we wasted this time. It was, it was GPS. Yeah, I think if you, like, as much as the previous uh, movies have been like, oh, cars are just, they're just, do car stuff. This movie was just like the technology does technology stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and as somebody who, who works in that space and knows way too much about that space, it's just like, what, why are we, why are we even pretending? Why are we setting up these dumb jokes? Like God's eye is a thing that's the size of a USB stick, but it can hack every cell phone or ATM machine in existence. Like what? That does no. If it's got a camera or microphone, it can hack. Yeah. It, it can hack it. But it's it's mm. the size of a USB stick. So Yeah. All right. Um 
Yeah. And I, they, they did the, 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 the thing that, um, especially it was stupid and bothered me even more was the break, break into the, um, break into the bedroom and Tej is like, you got to find the 35 millihertz double bonded plenium coated, uh, wire and cut that one. Which one's that? Oh, it's the orange one. Yeah. <laughs> English. Uh, I mean, it's like number one, cutting one wire is not going to, that's not, it just means that that phone's not going to work. It doesn't change anything for the security system. Can we switch gears and talk about um, yes, yes. Dom Toretto picking up a car and holding it? A, su- a bulletproof supercar. Yeah. Bulletproof supercars are, you know, like under under 500 pounds or so. <laughs> well, I see, he, he, leverage was on his side. The back wheels were still on the ground. So he didn't have to, you know, take on the entire weight of the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. You, they, fast tens coming up. You could, you might have a future as a writer because that's the kind of logic that was going on in that room. Like, no, guys, he's on. It's on wheels, and he just lifts it up. I mean, it's still on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And Don, he's not taking. He's not taking the 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 full weight of the vehicle. I mean, the the engine's probably in the back as well, Caleb. So, oh, uh, you know what. That might be the only thing that saved you right there. Uh, <laughs> but, well, uh, The Rock was was very, very small part in this film. Um, yep. Um, uh, inexplicably, The Rock has a daughter um, who serves no purpose. Um, the Rock uh, breaks his arm, is put in a cast uh, for a week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, tops a week. You gonna tell me that Mr. CIA man, Mr. Nobody, was letting the God's eye be going on? You know, for, like he was. He wanted Dom and them to get that 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 hour. He wanted it in his possession. He wasn't gonna let two weeks go by while while they come up with the plan and everything. He was like, yeah. "No, I'm gonna give you motorized parachutes, <laughs> uh, Mr. Nobody." He was really he was pretty cool and he didn't didn't screw our our team over but mm-hmm. he bad at bad at gunfights if I have to if I can say because yeah. um he had these really cool glasses which were like you know like night vision right like almost yeah and then his aim is like robocop level it's impeccable it's impeccable but um yeah I don't think he finished the training course where like after you shoot a couple people, don't like stop in the middle of the room after you've uncovered <laughs> yourself and then turn around and, and you know smile at your buddies because you know what happens? You get shot. You get you get shot. Yeah. So Caleb, I I was surprised to see Kurt Russell in this film. Mm. I, I I don't know if he uh, showed up in the trailers and I paid absolutely no attention to it. If I completely wrote this film off, because I mean, I, I do remember from the trailers that they had uh, cars on parachutes uh, going out of planes, but like I, I had no clue that Kurt Russell was going to be this in this. And when he showed up, I was like, "Wow, we're 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 dragging in we're dragging in new people, Mister yep. Nobody." 
They are dragging in some new people. Um, yeah, I, I knew Kurt was was in it, but um, but I I I assumed or I thought I read that he was uh, you know uh, adversarial to the to the mm. guys, and um, I mean they have a great connection in this in the CIA black ops world because I mean they they did him a solid and you know it only they only had to destroy L.A. With the technology, <laughs> you know, the technology he gave him led to the the direct destruction of of enti- the entire Los Angeles city. But um, you know, is what it is. They got their man. <laughs> they got their man. <laughs> they got him. And uh, what did you what you think of, of Jason Statham? I mean, he's he was pretty much just Jason Statham in this film. Yeah, yeah, he was Jason Statham. Um, I the the opening sequence I thought was. A lot of fun as well. The like, he's in the he's in the hospital room with his kid, his kid brother, and he's like, "All right, and I, I need to clean up after you again. I've always cleaned up after you." Yeah. Blah blah blah. And then he like he walks away from the uh, the room, and there's like you know there's there's two nurses sort of cowering in the corner, and you're like, "All right, so he's he's sort of you know beating these people up," and then. They leave the room and they're like, you hit the the entrance desk and there's a couple people. And then you hit the hallway and it just like, you hit the entrance to the hospital and just the the carnage just continues to expand as he walks away. I thought that was just a good little piece of uh, like just slowly kind of introducing you to the, the, the amount of chaos that this one individual can create. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it was great because I mean the, the the monologue he was giving, I was it was kind of eye roll for me. Oh, yeah. um, but once he walked out of the room and you saw like, oh man, this dude raised hell to come in here just to kind of like throw shade at his brother and tell you know, it's like yeah, yeah man, throw shade at his brother who's in a coma yeah. and can't hear him. Man, you're so dumb. I've been cleaning up after you my whole life, but you're my cross to bear. And he held up a cross. Yeah. <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and he, he got the drop on the rock, man. Um, got the drop on him, got him, uh, unarmed. Yep. Dummy walking over to the window without your gun. Um, and then, and, and blew him up, blew him right out of the, uh, or no, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, it was, he, he, it was an explosion that, that threw them both out the window, right? Yeah. Some sort of a magical electronic grenade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> magical. Um, yeah, Jason Statham was Jason Statham. Me, uh, I didn't even like. Yeah, he's just calm, cool, being your your Bond super villain. Yeah, and I guess we had both of them. We had the the other guy um, who was leading the terrorist cell, who was on the the more manic side of a, a James Bond villain, like, yelling all the time, and Jason Statham. Uh, being the the more calm, cool, like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm here eating my food. You're coming to see me. You're walking into my mouse trap. Yeah, he was definitely the baddest dude in any room he was in in this whole like movie until yeah. you know I mean until he got in face to face with Dom Toretto. Um, you don't go to a you don't go to a street <clears throat> fight with Dom Toretto because no. the street always wins oh man there were some bad <laughs> lines in this ronda rousey delivered one of the worst lines in in movie uh, history why is she even talking she uh, she, she, she should have just said like bitch she just called her a bitch and then they they, they fight 
you know? That yeah. would have been, you know, like, oh, you did it now, bitch. You know, or, or you you messed up by coming here. You know, it just whatever she said, I don't even remember. I blocked it out, but it was it was bad. Um, and d- does anybody believe that Letty is beating Ronda Rousey? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think I don't think Dom Toretto or I don't think Vin Diesel is beating up Statham or uh, The Rock either. So, yeah, did so the uh, Vin Diesel some of his line delivery. I don't know if it was just this movie. Um, if this one was uh, chopped together a little bit more um, because of the Paul Walker stuff, but it seemed like there was some times where he just would like he would just drop into like an, an octa, like he just really go really low and just like what are you doing? You're like uh, Sylvester Stallone on on downers kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> was, that, was I just hearing things? Uh, I mean, I, I don't recall that myself, but I mean, like I said, I was I was really into it like the first half, and then it jumped the shark, and I I you know <laughs> I was watching it, but it was just just so that I wasn't going to get fired from Lost Light. Uh, <laughs> I was just feeling my contractual obligations at that point. You you were in it for you know when when there were cars parachuting out of planes that was totally believable, but. No, yeah, but Dom speaking, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was uh, Vin Diesel's uh, attempt at showing emotion, extreme emotion. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to to drop his voice down, like that. That was his emotional rage is just different uh, variations of his voice. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think at this point, then you're just like, okay, what what could possibly happen in the eighth one, right? They, they have, they basically have closed the books. Like, at this point, um, I think it was is even pretty well known that um, The Rock, uh, you know, didn't really want to be too involved in this franchise anymore. Yeah, him and Vin Diesel definitely have a big, like, um, beef and it, I think it showed in this movie because they had one scene, two scenes together, uh, yeah. the hospital scene, and then at the very end where he's not even talking to Vin Diesel. He's just it, they all walk up on Vin Diesel when he's on the ground or whatever, <laughs> and the Rock's kind of standing back behind the rest of the group as a member of the group. But you know, he's not right yeah. next to Vin Diesel. He's not. He's not. You know, they're not. They don't like each other. I think it was because the Rock couldn't pick that car up. And Vin Diesel <laughs> did. He he wanted that part. He wanted that role. And they were like, "No, you can't go pick the car up in Abu Dhabi. You're laid up in a hospital in L.A. right now. You can't." It's like, "No, write, yeah, my, write my character. I can do it one armed." Yeah. Well, I'm snapping. I'm snapping this cast on this on film. I'm gonna snap this cast <laughs> right over this this thing. That's that was what he said. It's been 17 hours since he got it. Since he fell. But, <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a, like a jumping off the second story of a building. He got blasted through a, a, I mean, what I'm assuming is some pretty thick glass. Right, should be. I mean, for the Department of Safety, you know, or whatever he, DSS, whatever department he is, the, the government yeah. building that he's working at. And then, I mean, he fell a good ways and landed on a garbage truck or a van. Yep. And then, uh, what's, what's her name? Uh 
landed on top of him. So, like, it's not even just his body weight, but... Well, it's because she was about to get blown up, and he jumped, shielded her, and then the blast blew them both out. He managed to get blasted, turn his body to go through the window. And then make sure he was at the bottom of the the pancake pile up outside. Incredible. What can you say? He's a he's the he's a manly man. He is a manly man. Um, him and Jason Statham definitely had a connection. I think you could tell the little bit that they the little scene that they had. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, they obviously liked each other uh, because they they have their own movie in these as these characters. Yeah. Um. So, but honestly, I I think the way that the way it ended and with with Paul Walker and everything and the way this movie kind of went. This could have been the, I mean, it wouldn't have been a great ending, but this could have been the end of the Fast franchise. And I, I think it would have, would have, you know, felt mm. okay because you've lost a lot of members. You know, uh, Paul Walker's not going to be, be in it in the future. You're giving his, you know, Brian a, a great send off with this film. But, uh, you know, you, you just tied up some loose ends by getting the guy that, that killed your family and Han. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we, we even had a bunch of cameos. We had, uh, Mm-hmm. We had Hector come back for a little cameo. Oh, we, Hector got punched in the mouth. <laughs> uh, you know, we we had those little cameos, but yeah, you're right. It they could have ended it here, I think, and it would have been fine. But, it, it wouldn't have been the best in the series, but I think I think it would have been. I mean, I, I hope eight's not worse than this. <sighs> yeah. Well. Yeah. If nothing else, uh, you know, nobody passed away in the middle of filming, so there's, yeah. you know, they'll probably be they'll be able to stay true to whatever vision they had, the their initial vision. Um, but, man, do we go into 8 or do we go into Hobbs and Shaw? Well, Hobbs and Shaw came out after 8, uh, I'm pretty okay. sure, in, um, in the actual timeline of the universe. Uh so I don't know about the the, the movie universe, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure eight came out before. We can verify that, but uh, it, I mean, if 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 I'm wrong, we'll, we can do we'll do Hobbs and Shaw. I I actually kind of enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. All right. Yeah, I mean, seven really sort of hop hopped around, uh, made chaos of timelines, but it it did what it did. Yeah, I mean, we it served its purpose. I mean, it made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it did. All right, Caleb. Let's 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 wrap this show up. Let's do it. Um, you know, check their inbox. Uh, nobody's sending us emails. Uh, nobody's sending us tweets or Instagrams or anything. Uh, you know, I think part of that's my fault because I'm not posting stuff as often. But no. uh, if anybody wants to to write us an email, record a voicemail, uh, launch it at us. Uh, if you loved Fast and the Furious Seven. It's a great time to tell us uh, why we're idiots. Um, yeah, lostlightpod at gmail.com. The link will be in the show notes. Um, join us uh, probably next week for a wrestling recap. Uh, that tends to happen more often than our movie reviews. Uh, but, yeah, that's the life of two busy men yeah, and that's, in showbiz. That's what you get when we're on movies seven and eight of a franchise. <laughs> we're not as excited about these movies <laughs> as we were when we started these, this journey. So may, maybe the next completionist saga we do is, is a, maybe a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. 
Maybe maybe we do like a trilogy. You know? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Find find something that's a little more predictable that we know about going in rather than uh, blindly jumping in. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We wanted something that was, was going to last us for a little bit, had a good few films. But, you know, 70 millimeter holding Harry Potter hostage for years, uh, holding Lord of the Rings hostage for a year. Uh, Patton Spider took uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, the Matrix trilogy was done by every podcast. Um, yeah. So I mean, they they left us they left us a tape they left us a table scraps, and I mean we're I just mean, trying to get by people. Yeah, seventy seventy millimeter even did a whole bunch of the Batman's. So it's yeah, like Batman's done. We should we're actually going to be sued by our own um, friends <laughs> and, and uh, that, for talking about Batman. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, what, where where do we go from here? I'm not oh. doing the bonds. Oh my! Ugh. Jonesy would kill us. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess we can, yeah. Uh, I mean, Doom I would Pod, do. Doompod did a, a Bond movie before us. I would do like uh, maybe like Daniel Craig's Bonds, but I'm not mm-hmm. talking. I'm, I wouldn't do or maybe you know like a, bon, a, a one Bond from each era. You know, of Sean Connery, mm-hmm. uh, Roger Moore, like a one of every Bond film. That would that would be you know maybe something to think about. Do like a, you know, you might call that like a, a James Bond movie mixtape. Oh, is, is that another, another one of our friends is, 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 we can't even do James Bond now. I mean, you know, they, they should get James Bond though. Dirk and Marcy should get James Bond. Yeah. They, they will have way more insight into James Bond than you or I would. All right, Caleb, it has been a pleasure. Um, I'm glad to sit down and talk with you for a bit, but yeah, we got to go. Yeah. It's all our one. Till all are one. Lost Light is a tape deck podcast. Music by Kin Cobra. 